Recorded at the Hen House Rehearsal Studios. It's the Mission Control Podcast. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode. John's here. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting here with John Mad. There's two Johns here, so this will be a little bit confusing. But... I'm not as mad as John is. <laughs> How you doing, man? Pretty good. Wait, wait, which John? This this John? Or this? You're <laughs> the cool John. No. <laughs> I'll shut up, then. <laughs> How you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good, man. Yeah. What's been, What's been happening? You You've been doing your magic shows around Perth and stuff. I have. Still? I have. It's been. Uh, it's it's with magic. It's kind of like on and off, and and I, I suppose it's it's not peak season at the moment, but uh, enough to keep me. You know, mm-hmm. keep my fingers. Um, well, I, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Occupied. Yeah. Occupied. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, yeah. how long have you been? Sorry, I cut you off. But how long are we doing? How, how long have you been doing the, the whole magic thing for? I started uh, late 2005, so I suppose I'm coming up to 12 years now. Oh wow! Mm. Just as a as a practitioner of magic, I suppose, and I suppose as a working magician, um, probably about nine years. Hmm. Cool. Shit, it's been a long time. What was your like first ever trick? What, what, what's like the bare bones of magic that you learned? So my first trick I actually learned when I was a kid, um, and it wasn't really a serious trick. Um, I was taught by my uncle uh, when I was young, um, and you know it's just one of those those uh, pick a card, is this your card kind of tricks. And I kind of left it at that. I had a few magic kits here and there, but I was never really serious into magic until, um, yeah, one fateful evening uh, in 2005. Um, I was having some, I was having supper with some friends, and uh, one of them says, "Hey, do you have a deck of cards?" And I am like, "Who the hell carries a deck of cards around?" Uh, so he goes and buys a deck of cards from the like you know nearby Seven Eleven because you know we're we were in civilization, not in Perth. <laughs> uh, it was it was back in Singapore. Uh, just I was right. back for a holiday, um, and um, yeah, so he buys a deck. Of cards and he does a couple of tricks and they were like amazing. They, they you know, they're a bit, they're a lot more uh, amazing, like impossible than your regular pick a card. Is this your card or like you know the the seven rows, the three rows of seven cards, which rows your card in kind of trick. Um, and it was just mind blowing. And so he taught me about two or three tricks that night after some pestering. Uh, <laughs> g- gave me a book and away I went. That was that was pretty much the the, the start of. Me being a serious magician, I suppose, as, a, as opposed to you know, like a, a kid magician, like a lot of a lot of us are. Yeah, mm. I remember my first magic trick. There was a book. It's one of those um, counting cards where you had to put a lot of thought, and I had to like memorize how many numbers you have to count. And yeah. a trick that would have to take like ten minutes to like two hours because I sat there trying to like count yeah. the cards. And I keep forgetting like, oh, what what number am I up to? Fuck, start again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are like the main elements of magic? Obviously, there's a statistical side to it, like uh, in terms of numbers and stuff, and like you said, calculating. Mm. But then there's also this like illusory side where you're doing sleight of hand and all that stuff. Mm. Um, so, is it like kind of just a combination of all those that make the trick? There are there are the series. So, um, I mean, my my uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, my my field of magic, I suppose, is uh, primarily card magic. Uh, close-up card magic, and with, even within um, card magic, there's there's a uh, different uh, types, I suppose. Um, most magicians uh, would probably go for a lot of sleight of hand stuff. So you know, really impressive uh, kind of secret moves. Um, 
I am not one of those magicians. <laughs> uh, just because mostly I'm lazy, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> so there, there are there are self working tricks. Um, there are self working tricks. There are mathematical tricks. Um, we, we involves a bit of counting or like you know just keeping kind of keeping track of certain um, patterns in the cards. Um, and and there are also tricks. Um, they are quite basic. That I actually really enjoy. So. Um, I have been doing this magic workshop um, the last couple of years. Um, I've done it a few times at the Fringe Festival. I'm starting to branch out into schools. I've done some corporate um, work as well, like team building exercises and stuff like that, um, where I actually teach. Um, in fact, the, the, the trick that I learned when I was seven years old, so the trick that my uncle taught me. Yeah. Um, and just variations of the trick. So I, I apply the same principles of this trick that I learned when, when I was really young. Um, and you know, over, over the next couple of years, I've I've had the, the opportunity to to revisit the trick and focus on on how I can make something simple look impossible. And I really enjoy those tricks. Those are probably my favorite tricks. I mean, I, I do a bit of sleight of hand tricks as well, the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, just because I, I feel like I can't con- consider myself a magician if I don't do those tricks, <laughs> yeah. almost. Um, but I really, I really enjoy the simple ones. I really enjoy the ones that I almost don't have to think about the method, the sleight of hand, uh, how I do it, because then that way um, I find that I can engage a lot more with with. Um, the audience, mm-hmm. and I think when people see magic, or you know, when when people hire a magician, uh, they don't want to see that I've been you know nerding off to a deck of cards for five years on this one move that nobody is supposed to see. Um, you know, that impresses magicians, but I'm not in it to impress magicians. You know, I'm in it for for the lay person. I'm I'm in it for the average noob. <laughs> uh, you know, just the average person. That's that's why I do it. Um, and and so by performing the simple tricks, I'm not so focused on what my hands are doing. I'm not so focused on oh, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, make a mistake here and there. And that way, I get to really engage with the audience. I really get to to connect with them and draw them in to to the stories, the lies, the the magic that I weave. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's that's what makes it beautiful. That's really cool because there's definitely a communal element like when, when anyone brings out a deck of cards and starts doing a trick mm. people just huddle mm. and gather Grab, around gravitate towards it yeah, yeah. Mm. I know like uh, some of the after parties we, we've been to that, that have had magicians mm. it's just made the party ten times more animated and, and fun because you know everyone's screaming like oh, how did you do that you know yeah. and that's why everyone should hire magicians yes. <laughs> <laughs> hire magicians yeah. I remember the um, one magician at the big day out after party and he took a cigarette like a close to end cigarette butt type thing still burning and he put it through this lady's dress mm-hmm. and it disappeared like he mm. made the cigarette disappear the lady had a hole in her dress and she was freaking out about that but he made the cigarette disappear <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was amazing well, I'm, not, I'm not sure if there's supposed to be a hole in the dress uh, I've, I've seen I've seen a similar trick done and, and, and it creates an illusion of, of a hole mm. uh, but I think the hole is if, if there was a hole the magician probably screwed up yeah, um, but uh, yeah. I think that's what he actually he burnt a hole through the dress. Yeah, yeah. But he made the cigarette disappear, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Depends on what kind of dress it is, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. My dress? <laughs> no. Oh, but the cigarette's gone. That's fine. <laughs> um, are there any tricks that rely purely on chance? Like you hope that they're going to do something. You know what I mean? Like um, if they don't, then you've got to almost mitigate that problem and, and try something else while they're doing it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, a, like it's, yes. I know it's like some tricks you feel like they're just hoping or relying on on them pulling a certain card or thinking of a certain card. I think as a professional magician, you try and avoid those situations, and the times that it actually happens, you savor the moment. Mm. So there, you know, I mean, there is a one in two chance that they will pick a card that you know they are supposed. to I suppose to you know that you know what it is or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and and you know and, and most of the time I suppose you, you try and make that happen. You know you try and kind of increase your chances of of the actual impossible happening. Uh, but I think as a working magician, it's very hard to rely on those absolute chances. Yep. You know you kind of have to to bank on something that's a bit more concrete, something you know that that. Will not go fifty one. Will not go wrong fifty one times out of fifty two. Yeah. Um, but you know, saying that it does happen every now and then, and and those are the moments that I think, as a performer, you know, when when you when you have so much control of what goes on most of the time, uh, when th- something that's out of control happens and 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 it all works out then it's magic for me. Then that's the time where I get to go like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, um, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of suggestions. Like, I've, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, obviously, of, mm. of magic, like David me, Blaine. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it almost seems like when they're telling people to pick a card or even to think of a number, mm-hmm. it's almost like you feel there's some suggestion as well. How mm. they're, 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 like, even with the one that we saw in that movie, how they're flicking through the deck. And it slows down right for a split second, which puts more focus on that on card. On that one card. Yeah. So you, you can't, you, you're given that illusion of random choice, but you're actually suggesting towards yep. a certain card. You know? I, feel like, I feel like if that's how you feel as an audience member, then to me I would say that the magician probably didn't do a good job. Yeah. So if, if I was trying to make something like that happen... Uh, and you know, if, if let's say I was performing a trick to you right now, and let's say I wanted you to pick uh, the King of Spades, um, and if you kind of felt like I was putting that card onto you, then I've probably failed. Yeah, because okay, yeah, yeah. because then it's suspicious. Mm. Um, so if done right, then it should not feel like that at all. It should feel just completely natural it should feel like you have complete free choice um, I'm not saying that you actually do have complete free choice mm-hmm. uh, but if it's done correctly then it should feel like a complete free choice Yeah. Um, and I think actually um, that kind of I suppose ties into and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of myself but it kind of ties into to an aspect where um where yeah when when you do when you're doing something um it should it should look you know not, nothing should look forced it should it should kind of look everything should look uh like there is absolute free choice yeah mm. mm-hmm. yeah is, is that why it's so much easier to perform magic tricks in front of a drunk crowd because they're not paying too much attention <laughs> um <laughs> you know what you know what um counterintuitively i find that uh I mean, drunk people are okay to perform to. I, I prefer performing to people sober. And I always ask when I perform, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how drunk are you? And, uh, you know, I always make the joke, you know, what if they say it's like 2 or 3, I say, you know, I'll come back when you're 8 or 9 or whatever. <laughs> um, but I find that um, uh, you can be drunk anywhere along the spectrum. So they say from 1 to 10. You can be drunk from, say, 1 to nine and a half generally. And, uh, and it'll be quite easy for me to work the magic mm-hmm. the problem is when you're about an 11 or 12 on the scale of drunk out of 10 <laughs> uh, that's when I actually get caught out 
Yeah, okay. Mm. Mm. And and I think the reason is because with magic, like like I said, I, I try and take you down a logical path of thinking. So like here, pick a card. I'm going to put the card here. Therefore, this should happen. If I shuffle the card, the card is lost. I, I'm taking you down a logical path of thinking. If I put the card in the middle of the deck, it should be in the middle. There's no way the card should be on top, right? Um, and the card somehow m- magically jumps to the top. And then I take the card again and I fold it in half or whatever and I put it in my pocket and then it comes out from my mouth. Yeah. It is a logical sequence. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, if, 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 you are, if, you are, if you are along the scale of, you know, one to 10 or one to nine and a half drunk, you can, you, you, you can kind of... Uh, it makes sense where the card is. You, you're following mm. the card. But I think people who are off the charts, so when they are uh, 11 or 12 drunk, then they don't have a, a logical train of thought anymore. So I say, look, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what should happen. And I imply, I imply some of these things. Um, but when you're you know, drunk, off the scale drunk, um, your brain doesn't follow that process. Mm. Your brain kind of you know goes off in tangents and does its own thing, and and then people go like, oh, hang on, you know that if it's like this, you, you got that card in your pocket somewhere. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and you, you kind of you lose that sort of journey towards the end result type thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, not following. Yeah, yeah, it's, mm. uh, I suppose it's the same as you know trying to convince your sober friend that the party sucks and you should go home, and trying to convince your. 11 or 12 drunk friend that the party sucks and you want to go home yeah. the 11 and 12 drunk friend sometimes is impossible to convince because yeah. there's no logical thought there's no logical yeah. going like hey the party sucks let's yeah. go <laughs> um, and this is yeah. the same with magic you know yeah 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 because there's no logic yeah, and yeah. same with um, same with little kids actually. Um, so uh, the other audience that's really hard is um, you know young young kids you know two three four years old. Um, again, because at that age there is no no filter like you know the the, the mind is open. And and you know there's there's so many possibilities. It's why 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 why. Mm, yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I tend to I tend to be extra careful around super drunk people and young children. And surprisingly, um, there was actually a magician. Um, I went to this um workshop. Um, uh, this Japanese magician, Shut Ogawa. And um, at the end of the workshop, you know, I can't remember what we were talking about. Um, but he made a comment and he said that the the toughest audience that you will have is uh, uh actually middle aged Asian women. And I, I kind of thought it was a funny comment uh, until I noticed that, you know, the couple of times that I've got caught out after that was middle-aged a- uh, Asian ladies. Yeah. Uh, and so now, again, I... Why is that, do you think? Are they just more like <laughs> really, just really skeptical and, and no nonsense, man? No bullshit. Yeah, yeah no bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. Middle aged Asian ladies, like you my can't mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, it's funny because I, we've been in the most remote place, not remote, but other cities, and mm. we've seen your fucking sticker. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool though. Like we've been in Melbourne and we see like the Who Is John Mad sticker, and mm. hey. it's really. Is that you? Sticker? up or do you give the stickers away um, or you don't want to say we, we, it was not me for <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool though because it's a really captivating sticker like you can mm. you can we can definitely pick it out amongst all the other stickers oh, like cool. oh that thanks, was man. John Madman yeah. yeah thanks well there's actually a few now I think I've got like four designs or something oh cool yeah I'll, I'll, yeah, I've got some um, with me actually I'll, I'll make sure I'll leave some with you guys yeah that's cool yeah mm. do you travel around a lot I do. Yeah. Um, well, you know, f- too much and not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I travel enough. Uh, you know, I, I, sh- I, I would say I can't complain about how much I travel, but, you know, I, I could, of course, we all could, we all could, we could travel a bit more. Um, specifically for magic, um, not so much, um, but 
personal travel I do and you know everywhere I go I, I, I bring a deck of cards or three with me and mm-hmm. and I bring some stickers and you know I make sure I I um, leave an impression on the people um, that, that I go visit when I travel um, yeah just just to experience a different culture and just to see if, if you know what I do here at home uh works you know if it's relevant um you know with uh, language differences and mm-hmm. cultural differences and stuff like that um yeah do you miss singapore at all do you go I, back quite a lot to singapore <laughs> i'm actually going back in july and i always say i go back for three things the food the friends and the family oh the food man holy shit in their order the food first, <laughs> the food first. The food yeah, first. yeah 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 I've, I've been in changi airport and i always make it a point to go down to the t4 terminal and eat yes because it's just even like a, a Airport food court yeah. is fucking amazing. The airport, is, the, the airport itself is amazing. The, the yeah. airport is um, there's a swimming pool in the airport. There's a there's a butterfly park. Yeah. There's a you know there's massage chairs. There's free massage chairs. Um, this sounds like a like a, a ad plug, for a yeah. plug for the Changi um, Airport. No, yeah. but seriously, if you have, if you ever have a stopover in Singapore and you have a choice between a two hour stopover or twelve hours, take take the twelve hour stopover. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and if you can spend a day or two in Singapore, like please, like it's it's a beautiful place to oh, visit. Yeah, and the prices for the food. Are are pretty good mm. as well mm. yeah mm. alcohol is a bit expensive but it is I mean you don't really go there to drink you just go there for the chicken rice right yeah, yeah. chicken rice the laksa oh god the beef or fun oh, oh my god the satay oh, yeah. oh everything oh the durian oh amazing yeah. <laughs> um, they smell though didn't they ban those in a lot of airports and the lifts uh, in hotels they ban um, durians yeah have yeah. you smelled the dur- uh, durian before I don't think so. It's that really stinky fruit. You might it's, have smelled it when you were in KL. It's pungent. It, it's, it's very pungent. It's yeah. somewhere between. A, some people say it's somewhere between a fart and an onion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think if if you if you learn if you appreciate the taste of the durian, then the smell is just yeah. yeah. It's because it tastes way better than it smells. It's I it's think. a custard. It, it, it's custody. Mm. It's creamy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's creamy. It's it's almost like like a creme brulee without the crusty bits. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do give you it, speak um what, what do you speak? Do you speak any other languages? Uh, I well, I've studied Mandarin for 10 years. Okay. Um I was shit at it though. I was it's always hard that barely language. yeah, I was always barely failing. Yeah. Um my Mandarin uh, and in the end, I, I only passed because I copied from my friend who was the chairman of the Chinese society, and he was really kind to um <laughs> to to aid my um <laughs> aid aid in my efforts, yeah. my exams, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, writing writing in in Mandarin is even harder. It's crazy, and and the sounds, speaking, yeah. you know, yeah. every word that you, that you say has like four different sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you've got like um, so for example, a, a word like like shi, like s h i shi. So you've got shi 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 shi, and uh, shi is lion, shi is ten, shi is shit, and shi is yes. So depending on shi 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 shi, yeah, it means four. It could mean four completely different things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my god, that's why when I watch uh, Kevin Rudd speak um, Chinese, it's like, damn, he's got it down pat. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Probably better than me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, isn't it actually said somewhere that English is actually a really hard language to learn? It's actually a, r- a really difficult language. Yeah, I'd say. Be- or is that more based on? I think because the- English has a lot of cultural slang and metaphor and things like that that mm-hmm. are a lot harder to, to learn but I think in, as a core language it's probably easy but and you get into like the, the certain rules, phrases and yeah, slang the, yeah. the, I mean because English is so 
like English is so broad. Mm. You know, I mean, Australian English and American English and, and English English and, you know, and Kiwi English and, you know, Singaporean English uh, or Singlish. Yes, yeah, Singlish. Yeah. Singlish. Yeah. Uh, you know, or Chinese English, you know, all the different forms of English are completely different almost. You know, I, I could speak in Singlish uh, uh, and it would sound like a completely different language to you. Yeah. Um, I can speak a bit of Singlish as well. Yeah. So I've had friends, you know, coming to visit in Singapore and of course, you know, visiting my friends as well. And when I'm talking to my friends uh, and I kind of switch back into like, you know, Singaporean accent, uh, people go like, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, it's English. Don't, don't you understand it? You know, yeah. and it's just the phrasing of some of the words and, you know, we borrow language from like, you know, Mandarin and, and Malay and, and, you know, Hokkien and some of the, the other dialects here and there. Mm. Um, and it's just quite different. Mm. It is um, quite different. There's, yeah. But what's a few of my favorite singlish? Um, uh, so how? So how? Uh, so how? So how? Yeah. How can? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like reverse, almost like reversing the words. In the well, I think it's way. because of the, of the yeah. sentence structure. So, so singlish is kind of, I believe it's, it's based on... Uh, um, so the words are English words, but the sentence structure sometimes uh, borrow from, say, like a Chinese uh, sentence structure. Mm. So when you say something like, um, uh, where are you going? Uh, if in Chinese, it's qi nali, and qi is go, nali is where. Yeah. So when you say, where are you going? If you use the Chinese structure, you say qi nali, which is go where. Yeah. So mm. go where? Yeah. So in, in, in English it doesn't make sense. But then again, English itself doesn't make sense because you know you can send something by by uh, by boat and it's called a cargo, and you send something by um, by car and it's called a shipment, yeah. right? Or you have you know you have those like rocks in the sky and they're called asteroids, and you have things in your ass and they're called hemorrhoids. <laughs> you know, like yeah. shouldn't things in the hemisphere be called hemorrhoids and thing in your ass called ass? Yeah. So, <laughs> so the English it's language true. is weird. It is, English is weird in that sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because one word can mean multiple things as well. Uh, yeah, in, in English. Mm. Yeah. Or in the pronunciation, like bow and bow. You know, mm. the same word, but why? Why do you use different pronunciations for it? Yeah. Mm. Or, yeah, is, yeah. or even you know, going if you take the freeway down south and you see like Coburn. Like who? Like somewhere along the line, you know, when the English came to Australia, someone not just look at the word and go like, "Hey guys, you know, like the CK in the between Coburn, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Maybe we should just drop it, hey?" Yeah. <laughs> but now they just kept kept this Cockburn and <laughs> why? Yeah. Or something like Les- Leicester. Yeah. You know, like it looks like Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like well, it's also champ like French, but yeah, you know, uh, like oh, rendezvous French as well. Yeah, but you know, yeah. like yeah. or Quay is key, but that's yeah. another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see what you mean. How the it's it's um they in with Singlish they're using English words, but the syntax is different. Hmm. As in the the order of it is different. Do you think hmm. that that comes because they're lit- translating literally? Probably, I, th- I think so. Because yeah. I mean, in uh, coming back to Singlish, um, a lot of families, I suppose, would be uh, Chinese speaking families at home, hmm. and English is the the well, it's not the na- the national language is supposed to be Malay, but nobody no one speaks it. So the first language for most of the population is English, hmm. um, but because of you know, family heritage and stuff like that. A lot of families still speak, um, you know, Mandarin or, mm. or Hokkien or Cantonese or some kind of mm. dialect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or Malay or Indian. Yeah. Um, my favorite one that my dad says is, uh, hey, can you off the light? 
<laughs> like not not switch off the light. Yeah, can you off, off the, the light? The light. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always find it funny when I like, I catch you on the phone to your parents or your sisters. Different you, accent. You put the accent on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, weird. You're like almost like such an Aussie person. Yeah, yeah. I know. Ghostan, Ghostan. What's that? Ghostan. What's that? Uh, to go backwards. Uh, go to go to go astern. Oh, but then in in Singlish it's Gostan, 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 Gostan. Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. That's one I don't know. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, I, I like uh, why so like that? Why? Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. a song. There's a song um, really? by by a band called the Copycat Clan. As in coffee? Uh, I, th- I think it's like with a yeah, K. Like, I think it was. I think it was like like coffee, like coffee. So yeah, coffee. Co- yeah, co- Copycat Clan. I, I, if I'm not wrong, uh, back in oof, like the 80s or early 90s or something, and it's like why are you so like that? Why are you so like that? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Which is basically like why you, why are you acting that way? Why right? why are you like this? Yeah, yeah. Don't be such a shit cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where where did the actual the word magic come from? Because wasn't it originally spelt with a K? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the more that a, occult a, magic. That's a different. But, thing. So yeah. that's becomes now. There's two different forms of magic, or how is that? I have. I'm actually not sure. I I, I never kind of got into that. But uh, my understanding of of the difference between the the K and the non-K is that the K is kind of more occulty, kind of spiritual magic, whereas um, the magic with the C is the kind of cheap sleight of hand tricks that I do. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like the, the, the illusion side of, of magic, yeah, you know, like the, side, the, yeah. the, the, the commercial magic. Yeah. yeah the, the trick, the trick side of magic yeah, rather okay, than yeah. the, rather than the evil power side of magic yeah. with a K. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think mm. David Blaine stuff would be spelt with a K. Some of his shit. Yeah. Coughing up frogs and that. Well, I, I think Blaine kind of has a, uh, he kind of, the way I see it, he, he's gone back to the old school. So you know, when when magic used to be feats of the human body. Mm. Um, so you know, if, even from early on, he started you know, uh, um, kind of burying himself in ice and holding his breath and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And his new stuff is, is when he first came out, I wasn't a big fan. Um, I, I suppose I didn't understand what he was trying to achieve back then. But I, th- I thought that his street magic um, performances lacked a bit of uh, persona. It seemed a bit flat to me. Mm. Uh, but now that he has matured as a performer, and you know, and and, and now that I've seen, I suppose the, the bigger picture, uh, he's he's amazing. Mm. You know, he's 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 taking he's like learning old school tricks that you know the long long forgotten tricks. Um, so he he does this thing where he can swallow, I think he can drink uh, like he can swallow a goldfish. No wait, he drinks kerosene first, and then he swallows a goldfish, and then a lot of water after that. And then he can, yeah, and then he can light, um, he can, so he can, he'll take like a, a flame and he can spit out specifically the kerosene from his stomach and light the flame and then spit out the goldfish after. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, like when it comes to that, like I, I, do we still call it magic or is it just a feat of humans, you know, human capabilities of, you know, yeah, where, like where do you draw the line? Endurance and things yeah. like that. I think Houdini was very was, much like that. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Houdini, yeah. that whole sort of putting himself uh, escape artist you know in a, yep. in a barrel of water and stuff like that yeah you know? and just you know pushing pushing uh, the boundaries of, of, of human limitations you know and uh, before he was a, a, an escape artist he used to be a really good like magician mm. like a card magician you know and, and he used to be quite quite um uh, what's that word quite uh, he wasn't um, oh, my words are all leaving me. Uh, <laughs> uh, he 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 wasn't subtle about it, you know. Mm. He he said, look, if he sees a trick done like more than three times, he'll figure it out. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then I, I suppose he, f- at the time, he figured, or his publicist figured that, hey, if you do bigger feats, um, you know, death-defying feats, then you get your name out there easier. Yeah. Mm. Um, Catching bullets and stuff like mm. that. Getting shot in the face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just yeah. Just I see what you mean, though. Like, some of it... There, there is there is no illusion. He like for example, when he pick up picks up a wine glass and eats it, he's mm. probably actually just eating the glass. Mm. And he actually says like, "Well, there's no trick. I just trained my intestines to withstand mm. eating glass." Ah, so. but then there's also, I suppose, the fine line of of part of the performance. So I, I'm not actually 100% sure about glass eating. I think it's positive. You know, I think uh, my dad used to eat glass. Yeah, yeah. I, well, my dad was into all that pagan. Weird yeah, okay, black yeah, yeah. magic shit back in the tribe, yeah. and uh, he yeah said he was trained to he could eat light bulbs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that old fucking Asian magic shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, light, light bulbs have tried. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's all right. So, you know, it's not good taste. It's not the most flavor? delicious thing. I, I, I still prefer chicken rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chicken rice over light bulbs anytime. Yeah. yeah. See, I always find um, the big stage show magic way over the top, and mm. that's why like I appreciate more street magic stuff because it mm. feels like. You have to put a bit more work into it. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have big props and stuff. You're literally just there with people standing around you. Yeah, me too. I, and that's why I kind of like to keep my, my magic up close and, and personal. Um, I, I find, like, the stage stuff, you know, like the magician comes out with his, you know, his his table and says, look at this ordinary table. <laughs> you know, and you're all like, mm, really? He's like, yeah, you can inspect this table. And sure, you, you know, you, you can inspect the table, but, you know, it's it's... It's hard to believe it's an ordinary table. Yeah. You know, like you know, like hey, I've got a table at the back. You know, you know, we're at, we're at, uh, the Perth Arena. I'm pretty sure we've got trestle tables over here. Would you like to float someone on this trestle table? Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that one. It's yeah, it's it's a bit hard to believe. You know, and and or you know they're like oh you know look at this magic box, you know, and we're gonna put a, a, a lovely assistant in here, and then we're gonna cut the box into three, and you know, mm. and this woman's gonna be in three parts. Ooh, it's just a normal box. You know, and, and, you know, there have been modern variations of it where they use, like, cardboard boxes and stuff like that. Um, but again, it's... Whether you know it explicitly or not, I think at the back of of your mind to an audience, and, and, and I give the audience credit for being at least a certain level of intelligence, I kind of find, like, stage magic is almost insulting because it kind of says, hey, you're not smart enough to know that this box is rigged. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas uh, I like to keep the magic. You know, if if like, look, you've brought like what you've brought half a dozen deck of <laughs> decks of cards yeah. out here, and and these are your cards. You know, yeah. and, and I could pick up the cards, and you know, I, I probably wouldn't be able to do you know a hundred percent of the tricks that I would normally do, but I could mm-hmm. do easily eighty percent of them. And, and I like, or maybe ninety percent. I like, I like to, to make sure that, that what I can do, um, you know, I, I can do impromptu. I, I can do, you know, if mm-hmm. someone says, hey. Take these cards and show me something. Sure, you know I, I'm I'm not going to be afraid yeah. um, to to give it a shot, yeah. and and it's going to be right under your noses. You know, you know, there's no camera tricks. You know, you know, there's no smoke and mirrors. You know, I might have put acid in your drink, but yeah. <laughs> is that why I feel so weird? <laughs> Party time. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like so, I, I like I like uh, I suppose um, uh, that's why I like to keep the magic small. Mm. That mm. said, though, all the all the good money is in big magic. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I remember the time when um, 
David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, that was like one of those big tricks. Like, no one could believe it. Yeah. And it turned out he, everyone was just sitting on a platform that slowly rotated when no one was paying attention. <laughs> Did you see that on YouTube? Did you see that on YouTube? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, uh, Chris Angel was another dude, but that's more like Hollywood movie trick magic instead of actual magic. You know, his levitation one... Um, you only get in certain angles and you've yeah, got yeah. edits in the actual footage yeah. so it's, well, it's a, a mixture of uh, editing magic as well you know mm. like, when, when I first saw him I I really didn't like him yeah um, but then mind freak yeah mind freak <laughs> um, but then I, again um, you know after after a while I, I thought about you know the context of, of, of him being Chris Angel and you know he's, he's in Hollywood he has he has to be Chris Angel he has to be that rock and roll magician you know, in 2000 and whatever, you know, when, when he was out, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in the current climate mm. to stand out, to, to make it. Because, you know, you've in, in Vegas or in Hollywood, you've got like hundreds of magicians out there. Yeah. And everyone's just as good as, as the other one, you know, and and everyone's got their own thing. They've all got their own style. Yeah. Um, and he has to be over the top. He has, he has to be more magic than magic to... To, to stand out mm. and so it, even though it was not my f- my favorite um, look when he first came out I'm like oh god like for real are you sure like yeah. this is uh, this is how you want to sell your magic yeah. um, but then I, I watch what, what he does and I'm like you know what I, I gotta give it to him like yeah. as a performer you know he's, he's created the persona that, that fit the the situation that, that he's in and uh, you know you, you so to speak you, you, you play the cards that you dealt you know mm-hmm. and he played it well so yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. are there any tricks like you're, you said that you only focus on card ones mm. um, if, if you could learn another what would you add to your repertoire um, if it weren't ca- cards I like impromptu stuff yeah so um, you know primarily I like cards um, I do a bit of rubber bands rings beer bottles kind of mm-hmm Balloons, uh, you know, I, I like like little like pens or whatever. I, I like little trinkets that that you know people have around, you know. So that I, again, I could just walk up into a room. Um, I could go to a party. I could go to someone's house and just pick up something that they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, I could pick up yeah. one of their their glasses from the kitchen and and go like, hey, check this out. Yeah, you know, pick up. Um, yeah, Any, so yeah. I like objects. to keep. I like yeah. to keep mm, like my magic. I like to think about magic in terms of everyday practical almost stuff yeah um, rather than than gimmicks yeah uh, I, I don't like to I don't like to to rock up to, to a magic show with, with a briefcase full of you know magic props yeah um, <laughs> yeah um, you, you walk into the house to pick up the glass that you planted there a week ago mm. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I have do that. I, I have done before I have, yeah. I have done oh, well, so yeah I, I, I'm a high school teacher as well uh, and, and I have prepared a, a trick uh, for class once where I you know I walked into class a little bit before and planted something in the, in the rubbish bin and kind of walked into class and gone like oh you know oh look at this thing casually in the rubbish bin and I picked up and did a magic trick and you know blew everyone's minds yeah. uh, but again like I'm a really lazy person so most of the time I just can't be bothered <laughs> going through all the effort <laughs> one of the ones that freaks me out is when they just like pick a number and then they actually 
pick the number. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like they could. It's almost like mind reading. But yes, that I don't get because is it just a statistical thing? Well, or? coming back to chance, I suppose. Yeah, it's probably um, chance. There's right? chance. Yeah. There, there is a bit of there is a bit of body language, um, psychology, a bit of uh, what's this, newer linguistic programming and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, depending on how big the number is, you know, if if you get a person to pick a number between one to four, the chances are they would probably pick a three. Yeah, uh, was that what you picked in, in your head when I said one to four? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, I, I, no, I, I wasn't yeah. even thinking of a number. Uh, but yeah. yeah, or if I, you know, you can use like gestures to kind of like uh, uh, to 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 encourage people to yeah. pick a certain number. So mm-hmm. if I get someone to pick a number, say between one and ten, um, I could kind of get more often than not get people to pick a seven. It's not a hundred percent. Um, but more often than not, so I can increase my chances. I, I can get someone to pick a two-digit number, um, you know, uh, and again, the common number that people will pick is probably like a seventy-three or something like that. So, so there are certain certain numbers that kind of stand out. Um, but then there are also ways that seem like it's free choice. So, for example, um, you know, I could I could go, hey, look, here's a here's a dictionary, you know, here's a really thick book. I'm gonna go through the pages, and anytime you feel like you just stick your finger in the middle or say stop or whatever, and then you might land at a three digit number, and that might seem like it's complete like free choice, but it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be free choice. Yeah, you can say like so. Yeah, it, it it's part of the presentation, I suppose. Yeah, mm. and you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's where do you where do you draw the line? What is what is chance and what is uh, the the illusion of chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was, I can't remember what movie. It might have actually been Inception or something where they were planting the ideas beforehand. So mm-hmm. they had a football game and the yes. guy had like the number 22 <sighs> on his jersey. Yes. And then um, he had like the lotto ticket that was like Will Smith? 22. I think that's a Will Smith movie. Uh, f- uh, I don't know what it was. But yeah, that's sort of just planting that number mm. subconsciously in their head the whole time. Mm. Yep. And then in the end, like... It's like the numbers pre-programmed, like, like already suggesting yeah, yeah. the number yeah. to them. Oh, like yeah. over like a, a sort of long period, a long type period thing, yeah. of time. Yeah. What, is, what is that movie? It's... Uh, oh, it's I, I'm pretty sure it's... Oh, I could be totally wrong now. But I know the exact scene that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, um, I and, thought it was Inception or something along those lines. No. Like, if I'm not wrong, it's a one-word movie starting with the letter F. Flick or no... Fate or mm. ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People oh, are actually, gonna be yeah. <coughs> oh, it's got Margot Robbie, Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh. <laughs> people are gonna be listening right now, going like, "We know that movie." <laughs> yeah. Like, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look it up really quick. Right. This is gonna annoy me. Yeah, it's it is. I was so tempted to pull my. Phone yeah, up. I remember. Yeah, so he plays like a, a con artist type yep. thing. Yeah, mm. he, that whole idea of just sort of suggesting. Yeah. The answer beforehand. Yeah. So essentially, you know, swaying it in your favour. No, wait. Will Smith, Margot Robbie is. Um, now that you say it, it's a uh, um, Suicide Squad. <laughs> 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 I see. No, the, wait. The the the, sequ- the the prequel to Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. what, what do you? What, what's Google coming up with? Um, I'm just having a look now. We've done it now, haven't we? <laughs> oh, we've gone. Focus? Focus, that's the one. <laughs> so I was I close. I, I said it started with F, but I say it was a, uh, did I say one syllable or did I say one word? One, word. one word. So you were right. Yeah, 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 yeah close enough. There you go. <laughs> and that's the trick, everybody. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Brilliant yeah. trick. Fuck um, that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck it up all the time. Um, but is it true that the bigger the trick, the more deception has to occur? No. 
No? No. So it can be, yeah, like you said, there's a simplicity to it. And then, then yeah, sometimes the simplest tricks play so big. Some, you know, there's some, some moves that I've, you know, I'm still working on, you know, after like five years or something. And then, you know, it's nowhere near perfect. And, uh, you know, and, and, and you, and actually there's a lots of moves that, that take a lot of practice, you know, years and years of, of, of investment of time and effort in, and, you know, put into a move. And, uh, and I suppose the beauty of those things is how understated they are. Um, but then sometimes, like, the littlest ones get the huge reactions. Mm. Um, I, was, I was jamming with a magician, uh, with a friend once in, in Melbourne, and, um, and, you know, this guy does these big tricks, you know, he, he, he um, performed, um, I think he's performed for Danny Minogue, um, yeah, one, of, one of the Got Talent seasons, I think, okay. you know, and he's, he's you know, and he, he does, he does big magic, he's, he's really good at what he does. And we were just jamming at a coffee shop, and, you know, some magicians, well, not coffee shop, coffee shop, you know, having a drink, yeah. bar, whatever. Um, and, you know, a bunch of magicians, you know, getting together with a bunch of cards of course we look for the prettiest girls in the venue um, and he, he does this thing where, where, he, where he takes her watch off her and you know in magic it's, it's, it takes a lot of guts to, to get to a move like that it takes a lot of mm. you know you, you have to to be confident you have to practice you have to get really good at your misdirection and you know your, your audience control and everything and it takes a while to, to get to get a move like that down pat and he did it and it was flawless and it was beautiful and, and I appreciate it right um, and then I was up and uh, so I did this trick that I learned off YouTube of a 12 year old kid and she went bonkers mm. right she went and she's like how oh, where where what happened where, where? and this guy just looks at me going like I took a fucking watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on yeah <laughs> and so yeah you know sometimes it's the this, this simple tricks yeah, that just simple, get the yeah. huge reactions and then you know sometimes the big ones you know she just went like oh like, yeah you took my watch so what Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're both actually like looking there, like staring there, look, looking at each other in, in disbelief. You know, we're just going like, "This is cray cray." Yeah. <laughs> what, what does it actually take to like invent a trick? Because obviously, like a lot of tricks get sort of recycled mm-hmm. and like redone in a way. But what does it take to sort of invent a well, new type thing? I am not an inventor. So I I I am one of the recycle. Well, I, I like to I like to say uh, re re envision. <laughs> uh, I I like to put a twist on on you know on things that I learn. Um, but there are magicians out there that are you know they, they spend a lifetime just creating tricks, and uh, once you you fall into that that dark abyss of magic then these names become familiar to you you know names like Jay Sankey um, who's you know just got hundreds of tricks under his belt you know and you know some of them well many of them are you know impromptu with just everyday objects and you know many of them with very clever uh, very clever props um, you know, not not overly complicated. You know, and you know, small enough. You know that you can still use for close-up magic. Um, but you know, people with minds like him just just invent tricks. Um, and I I don't really think like that. But what I think what makes uh, an inventor of tricks uh, is probably an engineering mind, just a you know mathematical problem-solving mind where you just think of all right, look, what do I want? What kind of impossible thing do I want to happen? And then you just problem solve it. Like, how do I make it happen? Mm. Um, I can't be bothered doing that because because yeah. I mean, mo- most of the time, I mean, if the way I see it is that like the classics are classic for a reason because they're good, they work. Mm. Um, and with a lot of new tricks um, and and there's hundreds and thousands, you know, there's this creators here like out 
if every other day they are creators you know creating new stuff um and the quality is 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 very haphazard you know you, you get a few moments of brilliance but a lot of it's just oh yeah you know that's cute or you know that's oh uh, and a lot of times you just kind of go mm, yeah was that really necessary you know there's like yeah. 12 other ways of doing a similar thing um, does it really have to go this way and and i kind of feel like i mm, i don't know there, there, there's nothing that's inspired me enough to kind of go let me let me think of a new thing but yeah, I, i do have uh, actually now as as i as i think about it i do have a, a friend um who has, who's now moved to to la i think or well, la and he's traveling germany hong kong macau or something and he's done really well for himself um and he 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 invents his own tricks and he's he's a bit of a madman you know, if you go to his house there's you know just like half built props here and there and he's he's got a bit of an obsession um but but the stuff that he makes is is quite beautiful i i you know i watch the creative process and i watch him perform it and i see that it works um and yeah so you know i guess it's it's um necessity you know what what is required what 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 a performer wants to achieve um and how they go about achieving it and some people i suppose are not content with what is out there already um, um personally i i'm quite I'm quite okay with you know just re- rehashing um, what's out there and just kind of putting my own twist, putting yeah. my voice. Uh, you can even combine it. tricks, right? So you, you, you start sure. off with For one sure. and then you progress and you add your own dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it it hurts to say it hurts it hurts me to say because we're sitting here you know at the hen house and 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 uh, <laughs> it hurts me to say that I, I I guess I just realized I'm kind of like the cover band of magic. <laughs> I don't write with that. I don't write my own stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, have yeah. you have you ever is there any trick that you've seen that you've actually sat back and like in almost disbelief as to how it was done like because obviously you know a bit of the, mm-hmm. the background of what goes on have you ever seen anything that's literally blown your mind yeah yeah um for sure and and you know with with the show, with shows like um Penn and Teller's Fool Us um that gives gives you know i suppose and i suppose for them as well you know being able to fool magicians like Penn and Teller mm. uh you have to be super good um and you know i i'm nowhere near you know that level of 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 experience um in when it comes to magic uh well when it comes to many things <laughs> uh you know because they're, they're they're awesome yeah. um, but you know for them to put on a show like that and for people to be able to fool them like you know th- those tricks are clearly mind blowing amazing tricks and you know and and even you know at a at a at a more personal level i've seen other magicians perform things and i just gone like what what the hell is going on mm-hmm. you know and sometimes i'm i might th- have a theory of how it might work but it's, if it's performed well enough um, it looks like magic except it as it is <laughs> it looks like magic yeah. you know yeah. like, you are yeah. the devil <laughs> uh, yeah, that, what I did to Roland Lim uh, yeah I was going to actually bring up Roland so I used to play in the band with a you know Roland Lim um, a band called Seraphim but he yep. was got really big into magic at one stage and he was doing all sorts of stuff like like hovering his hand above cards and they would move. Yep. You know, and, and that would freak me out. Making, yeah. like, he had a, a, a sandwich bag. And this is just like in, at, at Amplifier. Yep. That plastic, little couch plastic Amplifier. sandwich bag. So he put the plastic sandwich bag on the couch, took a get, deck of cards, put it on top of the sandwich bag and just smeared him around a bit. Snapped his fingers, pulled out the sandwich bag and there's the card inside the sandwich I, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just... 
yeah. Just, things like that where just like I mean I, I know that there's obviously something behind it but I'm not even just going to question it. I'm just going to accept mm. it because it looks mm. fucking amazing yeah, yeah. It blows your mind <laughs> well that's that's the beauty of close up magic again you know when you, when you bring something like you know that's that's an everyday object like a sandwich bag and a deck of cards well I suppose deck of cards aren't really your everyday objects but <laughs> close enough right yeah. I mean you get a deck of cards you know and, and you have something as simple as a sandwich bag as a prop and you know you do something so impossible you know by putting a sealed bag and having a card like you know kind of make its way inside um, that's that's what I love about this this close up magic mm. you know it's, it's uh, yeah yeah do you want to do a trick for us <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Well, there's no pressure, but we've got. Yeah, sure. We, we do have like what six. One, two, three, four, five. There's, there's six decks there. All right. Well, I, I bought in my own decks, so there wouldn't be any rigged decks. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you choose? Why don't you choose a deck? Um. I, okay. Okay. Can I make a? Can I make a preference? Oh, wait. You've got plastic. 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 You know what? Let's let's go. A- anyone? Uh, okay. Um. Let's go with the the Joker's. The Joker's. Yeah. yeah the right. Batman Joker. Cards. Really beautiful cards. <laughs> Warner Brother movie movie world Gold Coast Australia they're really beautiful cards awesome alright uh, is this a full deck do you know uh, it should be yeah oh, cool alright cool alright you've got cameras out oh, beautiful <laughs> like a rock star can we get photos what a rock star can we get photos of oh, can we get photos of these oh wait hang on can I take a photo like this because then I can look like the Joker hang on let's see like this <laughs> I've got it. How good is this? Yeah. <laughs> hey. All right, all right. So, um, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay some. Well, look, you have a choice, right? You have a choice. You can choose. Oh, is this secret? You can choose cards um, from my hands if you like, or if you want, you can reach into the table and put cards as, as I drop cards on the, on the table. Or what do you want? Hand table. The one on top now. On my off my hand or on the yes, table? Yes, on top of your hand. Yep. yep. Have a look at it. Do you want me to shuffle the cards in my hands first? Or are you happy with that card? No, I'm happy with it. You yeah, sure? All right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then cool. when you're done, when you're done, look, I'm going to spin these cards around because these cards, just so you know, these cards are all one-way uh, facing cards. So so the, the back of the cards is, it's, um, it, well, it's, it's got the face of the Joker on it. And, and you know, if, if I have one card upside down, then, of course, it's very easy to see. So I'm going to, I'm going to spin these cards on the table just over here. And when you feel like it, just drop, drop your card on top of the packet. And then I'm going to drop some more cards on top, and I'm just going to keep spinning these cards over. Now, this way, all the cards are messed up, up and down, down and up. And as I drop some more cards over here, now you can see that it's going to be very hard for me to find your card, yes? Mm-hmm. You can yeah. see it's, it's a bit of a mess. I'm going to square the deck together. And I'm going to riffle through the back of the cards just so you can see that the cards are face up. Well, you know, there's, there's no order to, yeah. you know, there's not, not one card sticking out. And in fact, you can look at the side of the packet now that the cards are squared up. I've not left a mark on the side or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, but because I've been dealing with cards for long enough, about, like I said, about 11, 12 years, um, I can tell clearly your card wasn't so near the top. All right, so I'm going to move these cards away. Um, I'm going to move a few more cards away. But as we come closer to the middle of the deck, somewhere over here, one of these cards here could be your cards. Could be this one here. Probably is not. You guys don't look very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Could be this one here, or I don't know. Could be could be this one here, or or, or this one maybe, or or this one, or, or this one here. No, it's still not this one. All right, what, what was that one? I, I, I don't know. I didn't look. Yeah. I just. Oh, sorry. I was, it's all right. Well. But 
Actually, I, I think I've probably gone a, a bit too far. I've only got a couple of cards left in my hands. Look. That was, I think that was it. Oh, it was? I think that was it. All right, yeah. okay, all right, okay, cool. Well, I, we're, I didn't, we're just I, too dumb to actually that's a, Well, I, look, I didn't see the face of the card, but you saw the card. So so you've seen that the card is still in the deck somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. still in there, yes. All right, look, I'm going to go, I'm going to riffle through the, the cards just um, once, and you guys have a look one more time and just see if the card is in there. I'm going to try and have a look at where I think the card is, because you guys kind of gave me a bit of a clue. I'm just going to have a quick look like this, and here we go once. Actually, I'm going to go this near the mic so you can hear the cards go through as well, right? Now, did you see the card somewhere in there? I didn't grab a quick look of it, no. Can you do it again towards there? All right, yeah, yeah. so I'm going to do it one more time. This time I'm not going to look because I already had a look. Yeah, I think I saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, okay, cool. Daryl, could you give me a number, say, between 1 and 20? Like, make it a bigger number, make it more exciting. Uh, between 1 and 20? Mm. 17. 17. So if I could move the card... Down to the 17th position, would that be pretty cool? That's pretty fucking cool. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. First, I need to know what the card was. Do you want me to tell you yeah, what the yeah, card was? Yeah. It was the 10 of diamonds. The 10 of diamonds, all right. 10 of diamonds, 10 of diamonds, 10 of diamonds, down to the 17th position. One. I'm just going to cut the cards just like this. And here, would you like to hold on to these cards for me? Sure. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll grab. Are you, are you filming this? Yeah, I'm All right, cool. I'm going to swap this around so you can see. All right. And uh, you said 17, did you? I said 17, yeah. 17, all right, cool. Could you um, pick up the cards mm -hmm. for me? And uh, if you could deal out 16 cards face down onto the table. Okay. Just down on top of each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And the next card is the 17th card. You said 17, yeah? Mm -hmm. And what's the card again? It's a 10 of diamonds. The 10 of diamonds. And <laughs> what? Yeah, ten of <laughs> that is awesome. Hey. Oh, my God. How did you do that? Quite well, I believe. <laughs> I, I actually thought that it was going to mess up. I thought something had gone wrong. Hey, but wow! It's been it's been a while. That's, that's awesome. awesome. I was worried that we actually picked the wrong card. A bunch of fucking dumbasses. But yeah. there you that's go. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. Oh so. man, that was awesome. <laughs> man, yeah. There's a lot of. Uh, I, I'm getting the feeling that there was maths involved with that, right? Right? Like, um, like there's there a certain amount of cards. Mm, not so not really. much. Just not magic. So much. Bit of, uh, <laughs> bit of a uh, bit of a little tiny bit of sleight of hand. Yeah. Uh, but again, like it's quite a, it's not the most complex trick that I know. It's one of it's one of the simpler tricks. Mm. Um, and like I said, I really enjoy these simple tricks because um, you know, it, it gives me more freedom to engage with you guys, you know, and yeah, to, yeah. to sucker you guys in into, into the trick. <laughs> That's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. was awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. Oh, man. So how many, like, you must have, like, dozens of, of card tricks, right? Probably. Do you have, like, a top three that you always like doing? This, this is one of my new favorite tricks. Okay, cool. This, this year is one of my new fav favorite tricks. Yeah. Um, uh, I do... So... I've been doing magic in Perth for almost 10 years, I suppose. Um, and I have um, only in the last month or so, um, I finally um, joined the Western Australian Society of Magicians. Oh, yeah. A so magic society. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, like, you know, I've, I've, been, I've known of them for a while and they've known me of me for a while. Mm. Um, I'm good for now, thank yeah. you. Uh, and and um, 
uh, yeah, we, but I kind of just never thought of you know being a part of of the you know. I was like, what what what's the benefit? Why, yeah, why why yeah. do I have to? Um, so I went to a meeting. I went to the last month's meeting actually because um, a friend of mine was auditioning to to become a member, and you have to be invited to these meetings, and um, and then you you have to uh, audition to to if you want to be a member. And so I went just to support my friend, and I got there, and and um, I think the other guy that was supposed to audition kind of he couldn't make it or something. So there's an em- empty spot, and the president was like, "Hey, John, why why don't you just do a thing?" And uh, and I was kind of put on the spot. I all I had with me was a deck of cards. I mean, you know, every other magician had a deck of cards I could probably have borrowed. Yeah. But you know, I had no I had no props, I had no gimmicks. I just had a deck of cards, um, and so I perform. You have to perform three tricks. Mm. And so I did, and I performed three very simple tricks. So one of the tricks was um, the trick that I was talking about with, with the other magician and the watch steal. So the, the trick uh, that I learned off YouTube from this 12-year-old kid. Um, <laughs> that was the first trick that I performed. Uh, the second trick that I performed was this one that I've just done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third trick was uh, another trick that um, I'll probably, I'll, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it um, you know, at the end of, 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 of today yeah. um, um, and you know so they are, they're not complicated tricks they're, and you know every other magician that's sitting there more or less knows exactly what's going on with those mm. tricks um, but I said hey look you know I'm not here to impress you guys you know I'm, I'm, I'm doing magic same as you guys are doing magic um, but I like to share the reasons why I love these simple tricks so I, I talk them you know I, I talk through um, each performance and I said you know this is this is I learned I was I was very upfront. I said, you know, the first trick that I did, I learned off YouTube. You know, yeah. Um, it, it is a, it is a classic. You know that you learn from books. Um, but I learned it off a twelve year old kid, um, and, and I made it my own. You know, I, mm. I put a spin on it, and, and I kind of made it my own. Uh, this trick actually I learned only sometime last year, I think, um, from another magician friend of a friend. Um, and you know, we we're just sitting together, a bunch of magicians in in someone's um, dining on someone's dining table. And um, yeah, this guy says, you know, we're just kind of doing stuff, and and I think he kind of looked at at the kind of stuff that I was doing, and he recognized like the style of performance, and I guess we kind of connected over how how we both have kind of you know a similar approach to magic. Um, you know, he's he practiced a, a lot more, <laughs> so you know yeah. he's he's got a couple of uh, other moves down pat, but but he showed he showed me this this little trick, and I thought you know what a what a pretty trick. And he he told me this is how you do it. It's so simple. And I went, oh my god, it is quite simple. Um, and and so I've kind of you know it's taken me maybe a, yeah a year or so to kind of get comfortable with the trick. Mm. Um, and you know I've, I've kind of found a way that seems to flow um, quite nicely. Um, and then the last trick that that um that performed um it's it's the the actual trick itself is quite basic um but then the the presentation of the trick is where i think my uniqueness would have come out you know with and, and i knew that that would have gone down really well with the other magicians because, um, because of the commitment to the trick yeah <laughs> the mission control podcast brought to you by hip flask the socially networked gig guide made locally available on the app store or google play free of charge go to hipflaskapp.com
Alrighty, we've topped up our glasses with some moonshine and whiskey. Oh yeah, thanks to a whippersnapper distillery yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. This moonshine is really good. Yeah. It's kind of corn based, yeah. right? You can smell smell and taste it. I love it. Yeah. Are you a big alcohol drinker yourself? No. No, yeah. So I'm already drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tricks on you. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were saying before that um, a lot of the magic comes down to the presentation as well. Mm. And you've got a bit of a um, a following of being that sort of a personality yeah, behind yeah. you as well. A persona, yeah. I suppose yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there was some photos of you circling around dressed up as <laughs> Donald at... Um, Jono McDonald. Jono McDonald. Okay. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, we don't go out to get together, but uh, yeah, yeah. Jono, Jono's, uh, Jono's good fun. It's like, because I like, I'll always randomly run into you at place. I mean, like big day out sometimes. Always. Walking around. Yeah. Just sort of show your face there. I, I, I stopped uh, like I've stopped for quite a few years now um, planning organising with friends to go out to festivals and stuff like that mm. I just go like to whatever gigs I want to go to because I know that I'm going to bump into at least half a dozen people yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm like my, my theory is if I go with friends there is a possibility that you're going to lose people. You know, people go, or you wait for people to go to the toilet and like this and that. And like, you know, you're like, oh, this friend wants to go see this and you want to go see that. Um, but if I go by myself, then either I bump into friends or I make new friends. Mm. Yeah. 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 You kind of forced to socialize as well yeah. or yeah, if yeah. I don't then I just do whatever the fuck I want you know yeah. just like, I well, that's awesome because you're not tied to any group and exactly. I think that's the worst when you're out and about and you know that you're accountable to the group so you have to stick mm. around and mm. so it becomes more difficult to leave as well when you want to like bail yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so I, I often do my own magic trick called the uh, black shadow <laughs> where that's <I> racist <laughs> where I'll just randomly disappear yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay now, bye my, my best magic trick that I've mastered over the over the years is making money disappear. Mm. Like I am so good at that. If, if you want to see money disappear, give it to me and it'll yep. be gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm still yeah. I'm trying to reverse that that trick as well, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing you at uh, the Beaufort Street Festival. It must have been three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you had like a, a group of people around you, um, and you, I think you were doing a trick at the time. And Probably. even the cops stopped to, to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think I was behind you like at the time. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to, I like to, uh, I like to get in people's faces. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever used a trick to like get free drinks or? Get some not some perks. Ex- not <laughs> <laughs> by perks you mean pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we all know that's why we do music and magic is for. Yeah, well, look, exactly. so, like I, I, there was a, there was a bunch of, of guys um, that I, I was you know performing for um, once and and you know someone said you know you must get laid a lot and and I just without even thinking I just you know I answered honestly and as the words left my mouth I was like this sounds like a pretty douchey answer but it, it's it's pretty honest uh, and my answer to that is uh, not as much as I could <laughs> yeah yeah so in terms of perks um, I don't explicitly go out to get perks but um, I just I like entertaining people so you know I, I'll do it for the smiles you know I, mm. I do it just to, to make someone's day and uh, it's nice it, it, you know it, it pays in a very heartwarming way when you know you see someone smiling and 
and you know you've made maybe not their night, but you know you've brought a smile to their face. You know you you've, you've suspended their their belief for a little bit. You know you've taken them back to just a split second of childhood. You know just yeah, to, to a moment yeah. of disbelief for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like you know I think that 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 pays for itself. Mm. Um, and look, you know, I'm not gonna lie. You know it has brought a couple of perks. You know I've had drinks. Um, uh, there was one time. Perhaps that I one time that I can think of that I used it um, to get a bunch of friends into a club. Oh no, a club into 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 a bar, Skulabula Bar. There, there was you a, made them disappear and then reappear. In the <laughs> no, there, 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 there was a queue. Security disappeared. No, well, there was a queue. There was a queue outside, and uh, and it started to rain. Like I was, ha- I would be happy since you know standing in line. But then it was, it started drizzling. You know, you know, it looked like the, the sky wasn't going to hold for very long. And I, I, I walked kind of as I was walking past. I noticed that the bouncer had a, I think a dice on his ring or something. Um, so I just went up to him and I said, like, hey, look, you know, you look like a, a gambling sort, like, you know, um, I've got a deck of cards. I want you to think of any card. I, I, I've got a card in here that, that I've turned over and I want you to think of any card in the deck. Um, and if it so happens to be the same card, can you let my friends and can you let my friends and me in? And he's like, nah, no way. And I said, like, you look, you, you know, let's 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 shake on it. And so, you know, he called the, the other the manager, or, or, you know, and and. Um, and I still remember the card. The card was the ten of clubs, and he said ten of clubs, and I was like, "What are the odds?" <laughs> yeah. One in fifty-two is just just under two percent, you know. And opened the deck of cards, and all the cards were facing one way, and there's one card that was facing the other way. And guess what? Ten of clubs. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, "I don't know how you did that, but you guys can come come straight in." <laughs> and yeah, so awesome. we got in for free. You didn't have to queue. Yeah, uh, that was the, the that was the one time I believe that ah. Oh, yeah, there was there was there was the one time I remember uh, that that I explicitly used cards to my advantage. But normally I, I try not to to ex, to exploit yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Are you allowed in any uh, casinos at all? I am. I'm not good enough to cheat. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I can possibly probably recognize if people are cheating, um, but I'm not actually good enough. Well, I'm not confident enough to to cheat. And, and you know, there's too many cameras in the casino. And oh yeah, yeah. Just the implications of getting caught is not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Imagine like so yeah. I, I try to think like getting a job as a dealer. You know, you'd be yeah. like really good with cards, but then they find your background that you're magic with cards. Mm, like yeah. They probably, you know, that. How would that go? Being, I tell you what, it does help with shoplifting though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old, the old uh, sleight of hand uh, under the sleeve. You know, yeah. yeah. You can never do that for small objects though, right? You couldn't get a TV out the door. Yeah. Uh, actually, there is a a video that goes around on YouTube um, of a guy that stole a TV from wow. a, like an electronic store, and what he did is he was walking front on to every camera with the TV under his arm. Yep. So and he's like you know upright, and he just looks really awkward, like walking yep. straight. Every yep. camera he gets to, he's suddenly looking straight on the camera, walking. Yeah, backwards. right. As soon as he get out the door, he realizes he's got this massive like wide wow. screen TV, and he just legs it down the road. Yeah. And the manager runs out after. Him. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, awesome. I've I, I smuggled two cartons of um, cigarettes into Perth. <laughs> the last, <laughs> one of the times when I came in. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty good. The amount of things, like, believe it or not, you can actually easily well. Depends on what I'm not talking about drugs and stuff, yeah. but things that you're technically meant to declare to customs that you can get. I mean, we I've got a rock from Death Valley, yeah, which yeah, right. Technically, you're meant to declare, and any, pretty much anything you take from another country, mm. you're legally meant to declare. People well, they say it's fun. easier to smuggle drugs into into Australia than to to smuggle food. It's harder to smuggle food yeah. than drugs. Oh, yeah. Food in especially in Perth, that's amazing. Mm. The 
even like coming from Melbourne and stuff. Yeah. Having like all their, their laws behind fruit and you got all those bins and if you get caught with an apple. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This yeah. cocaine, like, sure, fine. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Like, <laughs> apple, mate. <laughs> no. We'll have none of that. Yeah. Or, or like wood, right? There's another one. Mm. Anything wood based from another country, mm. you got to declare that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I can see why. Mm. Um, I can see why, but you know, it's just yeah, it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. are we are isolated, and you know, our our ecosystem is a, is a fragile balance. Mm. Mm. So I guess WA is going to build that. Well, they've already got a, like a fence along the border of WA to keep like certain animals and stuff mm. out. But when you start getting like the cane toads and stuff coming through, yeah, you know, Perth's just gonna have to build a dome over it or something. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. a pretty massive dome. Yeah. <laughs> how high is the dome, Johnny? <laughs> no. No, how, much, how much drugs yeah. are there? <laughs> the Truman Show dome. Hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, be like yeah. the Simpsons in the, in the movie. Like, yeah, that's a dome over that as well. Yeah. 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 And of course, the show under the dome. <laughs> Dark City. Yeah, lots of uh, dome movies. Um, but yeah, it's uh, interesting that even the sniffer dogs, like they don't even, everyone, when, when they see a sniffer dog, they're more worried about drugs, but I think they're there to sniff fruit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. well, you know those rules, like you're not allowed to, if you see a sniffer dog at the airport. You're not allowed to pat it. You're not allowed to pat it. Mm-hmm. You have to actually ask permission or they might allow it to sniff. But yeah, but, you know, I'm an animal person, so if someone comes along with a dog at an airport, yeah. oh, you know, I want to get down, oh, hey boy, what's up? But no, no, not a sniff a dog. Yeah. You no. stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Shame, because they're so cute. Yeah. yeah. They're always beagles, right? Yeah, yeah Mr. Beagles, yeah, because apparently they've got the best sense of smell. Best sense of smell, yeah. 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 I still freak out anyway, when, even though I don't have anything on me when yeah, I see one. You yeah. feel so guilty, hey? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You just get these dogs coming in, you're like, oh. What if they're just friendly? What if I smell like dog or like, you know, what if yeah. I smell like a dog on heat or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're taking that piece of bacon out of your pocket to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose you're not allowed to bring bacon, but you know, like what, what if, what if, you know, you came from, from visiting a friend or interstate and they had a dog that was on heat and, you know, you're just kind of like the dog was just rubbing itself up on you and, and the beagle goes like, oh, hey, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I swear, it's just another dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you travel alone a, a little bit, do you get asked questions a lot? One of my favorite things. Um, I used to get all the time because especially when you travel alone from Asia yeah. back into Australia. Yeah. Um, they always, and plus I got tattoos, so I look like a trident. Mm. Well, one <laughs> yeah, of my favorite things uh, when I'm traveling is, you know, when they have occupation, I love filling out magician. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just gives me such a kick. I'm like, yeah, magician, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. and, but I think um, when I was a bit younger, I used to get stopped all the, like, you know, it's always the, the random stop and I'm always the random person that they pick up. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then now I, I suppose I just... Because of my vanity and because, you know, I, I put down magician on my form. So I suppose I try and dress a bit like a magician. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when you look a bit sharper, then they kind of figure you're on a business trip or some kind. You know, you look a bit more legit, must I suppose. Be up to something. Well, <laughs> I suppose if, if you look a bit more legit, like, you know, just yeah. kind of dressed up to look a bit more important. Um, then customs kind of look at you with a bit more respect, I suppose. Mm. Um, as opposed to when I was, you know, like a student and, you know, just kind of... Scruffy. Yeah, a bit more scruffy. And, yeah. you know, when I thought like wearing baggy clothes and, you know, was cooler than... Yeah. <laughs> I, I always find that a strange thing, especially on like air travel where 
they always say, you know, you dress up nicely, you're going on a plane. And they always encourage, you know, if you dress up nicely, you've got a better chance of being upgraded and stuff. Yeah. Whereas I'll always rock into the airport with shorts and thongs on because if I'm going to be sitting on a plane for exactly. four hours, I'm going to be comfortable. You just want to be yeah. comfortable, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But then, you know, everyone looks at you, oh, look at this guy coming with shorts and thongs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think my, my vanity has kind of probably some, at some point in, in life um, preceded um, comfort. I think probably back in like the goth days, hey, like you know, yeah. back back in the good old Sin Dominion days, <laughs> days yeah. you know, where you just like go out like on a summer night wearing like leather and like latex and PVC, yeah, and you can't <laughs> breathe through that stuff, and you just dance for four hours or you know all through the night. Yeah, and like then, back at Sin when we used to go there all the yeah, time. Yeah, there was good times, and then and then I suppose you know then now that I, you know I I dress up a lot less, um, but the I think the vanity stuck, and you know you just yeah. kind of learn to suffer for. For your fashion, yeah, I don't like to use the word fashion. Style, style, style. <laughs> it hurts. It, yeah, it hurt, <laughs> It hurts to look good sometimes. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially when it comes to shoes, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I'm a big fan of like pointy cowboy boots, mm. right? But they hurt. Mm. Yeah, especially no, playing drums in them. Uh, yeah, uh, and I still wear it on stage like an idiot, <laughs> absolute idiot. Like none of it is because everyone looks behind the bass drum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I wonder what the drummer has behind the kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pointy cowboy shoes. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Mm, that's hot. That, that always shits me off as well. How female like shoe stores always have much more like female fashion and shoes and stuff, and the mm. guys' section just like one little wall. I think it's just here though. You reckon it's just it's here? Just like, here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a very, like, Australia. Well, I mean, it's changing now, but uh, there was a time when we were really behind. Like, the first top man that came, I was like, fuck, finally, there's mm. some kind of trendy stuff that you can buy that's that stocks S and XS. Well, it's actually Perth, tapered instead of this blocky shirt mm. that you always get. But we know? are still, like, two seasons behind always, though. Definitely, yeah. Because, mm. yeah. You know, Somewhere, yeah. everywhere else in the world, and you definitely because mm-hmm. I love Korean and Japanese street fashion. It f- well, it fits us better. Yeah, it yeah. fits definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know the the M's and S sizes here are still pretty big. Mm. Yeah, but mm. like you always find it like the the, the shop that will say like a, a Kmart or something where men have three styles. Thongs, sneakers, and steel cap boots mm-hmm. for work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Well, like, yeah. like even a shop like Supre, you know, you, you like I, I've walked into Supre and you know you see you know five dollar, ten dollar, fifteen dollar clothes, and there's just a whole mass of them, mm. just like all over. And and you know you've you can pick from whatever you know you can pick from a from a black kind of gothic esque kind of top. You know you can pick like a summer like shredded piece of you know a blouse or you know you can pick like a little like dress or whatever like you know for five dollars and then you know you try and find like a equivalent men's shop it's nothing mm-hmm. um, you know yeah. watertown harbortown you know yeah. what do you got there rivers yeah the, um, the uh, converse store and yeah, but even the Converse store, you don't get five dollar, ten dollar. No, you don't. Stuff, no. Yeah. That said, no. though, like the, how good are the Converse shoes there at the Converse shop? They're, oh, they're, yeah. They are good. Yeah. yeah, but it's true. Like, but even as I was saying before, that even the cut of the shirts, mm. especially button-up shirts, Jack London, they're, they're very just straight. Yeah, Jack London's mm. brilliant. For Jack that, London's though. pretty good. I mean, I love H H&M and M and stuff like yeah. that as well, yeah. and Zara. Yeah, I'm a big Zara fan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Oh my god, guys! Let's go <laughs> shopping, you Let's guys. Go shopping. <laughs> yeah. Although, um, 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 the uh, Clear It Warehouse. Every time I go to Melbourne, oh, oh, mm. 
just yeah. like the whole like danger field and you know well the deer for the direct factory outlet yeah, as well. yeah 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 some <laughs> good oh, stuff yeah. yeah I like little boutique stores as well yeah yeah get more unique the mass stuff. produced stuff mm. yeah mm. but um I remember I used to have this shirt uh, it was a Roxy music shirt mm-hmm. and on the front was a topless girl Yep. Like so, her tits are uh, yep. out. Yep, yep. Um, it's a really nice, you know, well-designed shirt. Yep. Like black and white, kind of grungy. Yeah. Um, and I remember wearing it into KL. Yep. And they saw it, like the security guard. Yep. And they actually pulled me aside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was like, hey, boy, you know how they, they call <laughs> yeah, it? yeah, yeah, boy, you can't wear this type of shirt here. And I'm yeah, like, right. really? Yeah. He's like, hey, what would your mother think? And I'm like, well, he actually kind of bought it for me. <laughs> you know? and, um, but it's just amazing, like, the, the goal that they had, the yeah. audacity to pull some guy. Yeah. Because they saw well, but then, but, but, but they look at you and go, like, the audacity of you to be wearing a shirt exactly. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the, this whole cultural divide. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose I've, I've sat on that on that fence for a long time mm. growing up in Singapore and then kind of growing up some more here in Australia mm. and um, you know having that you know what is what is acceptable and what is not and it's really mm. it's it's cultural to the point of almost being racist mm. you know like some something that, that some people go like oh you know you that you you couldn't do that yeah. and you're like well in your culture you couldn't but you know in other cultures that's yeah. just how it is that's but what's, just how what's it rolls. like i purposely used my aussie accent on him. yeah so then once he heard it he kind of uh, hesitated mate. a bit yeah <laughs> mate, mate <laughs> my mum fucking bought me this shirt <laughs> right listen here mate yeah <laughs> and uh yeah he backed it because i think he thought i was local yeah yeah so yeah. he could like shit on me yeah mm. but i'm like i'm not from here i'm passing through you yeah know? I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because some of those Southeast Asian areas, they're very conservative. So. Yeah. Like, you, you see that, um, there was a, a big news article uh, about a metal festival in Indonesia and they rounded all of them up and cut their hair. Aye. Well, in Singapore, yeah. you, you, in yep. Singapore you, you even, like, for tourists, um, back in the day, like, I think back in the 80s, um, you couldn't, like, even as a foreigner, not even as a local, so as a foreigner, if you go in Singapore and you had your hair past your shoulders, they cut your hair. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, mm. even back, back in, in Brunei, because it's a it's a, a Muslim country, mm. Brunei it's ruled by the Sultan. Mm. But even to take a passport photo, you cannot show hair past the mm. ear. Mm. So I actually, I had to go and shave my head to get a passport. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, when when I was uh, well, when I was growing up in Singapore, you know, going to school there, um, the rules were really strict. Your your the back of your hair couldn't touch the collar of your shirt. Yeah. Um, your hair couldn't cover your ears. Your sideburns couldn't pass the halfway point of your ears. Your fringe couldn't touch your eyebrows. And I remember going up to my discipline master, going like, "Hey, you know, I, I brought the, the whole rule book to him in the in the school diary, and I was like, look, you know, here are the school rules, and it says that your fringe can't touch your eyebrows, but it doesn't say in here that I'm not allowed to shave my eyebrows off." <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't very happy. Wasn't very happy. <laughs> yeah, my, my passport photo still got dreadlocks in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, like yeah. a long dread, and then they look at it and go, "Oh, yeah." Because mm. yeah. <laughs> like hair is an identifying factor as well. So mm. if everyone's uniform, I, I don't see the the point in enforcing that. To well, be I suppose from from a security point of view. Because then it's very easy to change your hairstyle, so it is an identifying factor. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, let's say like, well, you know, I've, I've started growing my hair out now over the year. 
Um, but let's say I went to, oh, I don't know, rubber, fucking, I don't know, grocery shop, um, you know, and they got me on camera. And then, you know, I go tomorrow, I just dye my, I cut my hair into a mohawk and I dye it red. Yeah. And I look like a different person, I suppose. And, you know, because, mm. you know, and if, if they, they pull me up, I'll be like, what, is it because I'm Chinese and we all look the same? <laughs> you know, clearly we've got different haircuts. I must be a different person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you must be mistaken. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's funny, and I think uh, women. I th- there's another rule with women that they have to button all the way to the top or something. Back um, in Brunei, anyway, they can't have an unbuttoned yeah. shirt. Or so. even in a lot of the temples that you go to, like if you go visit like Thailand or you know or Malaysia or Singapore, even some of the temples that you go to, uh, if you're a if you're a lady and you know you, you're wearing like a say like a singlet or whatever or shorts, you know you have to wrap a sarong around your waist so you have to, to put a shawl around your shoulder yeah. uh, but at least they, they provide these shawls you know yeah, for, for yeah. you to, to mm-hmm. think. but yeah, I suppose it is at the end of the day it well, is respect there's respect and then there's you know there's that line where it's like it seems almost cutting someone's hair is a bit extreme yeah that, you know that, getting yeah. saying like hey mate we're gonna cut your hair because we don't like it that, that's a bit extreme yeah. well, they yeah. must start freaking out when transgender people come through the country yeah <laughs> what do, what do, they, what do well, they say it's, it's just unfortunate that it, it seems so far behind almost like they haven't really mm. progressed in some like even with the drug laws in Southeast Asia but you know. that said though we, we are we are measuring by our exactly our yep. culture you yep. know um, and and this is the first world culture and, and only recently you know I've, I've, I've the school that I'm at at the moment I'm, I'm at Bow Park and you know we've got this uh, beautiful uh, kind of um, connection program you know where we're, tra- where we're connecting with you know the indigenous side of Australia and stuff like that and um, you know it, Historically, in Australia, you know, we've, we've seen um, the indigenous people as, as hunter-gatherers. And uh, there's evidence now to show that, you know, that they were managing the land. Like, you know, they, they were cultivating crop just because it wasn't in a gated farm area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought that they were primitive and that they, they were not actually farming the land. But, you know, they were, they were, you know, digging holes in the ground to prevent kangaroos from hopping. And, you know, they were creating like flat plains mm. with food so that they knew it would attract kangaroos to come so that they could hunt the kangaroos in these hunting grounds. Mm-hmm. And just the way that they managed the land was so so insightful um, you know but back in the day when the white settlers came in they it was so beyond their understanding that they they thought oh these guys must be primitive mm-hmm. and like you know now when we reflect there was so much they are ahead of us even now Mm-hmm. You know, like we are at the point where you know we've got farming and you know we're consuming at a rate that the only way that we can sustain is by expanding into third world countries and in, you know in exploiting other lesser fortunate you know less 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 e- economically um, advanced um, uh, regions. Mm-hmm. You know, bullying bullying you know our way to 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 read their resources, mm-hmm. um, but you know in in the you know, ancient times back here, you know, they were managing the land they were just fine, just fine. You know, there was an abundance, you know, there will be seasonal crop. Um, and, you know, why why have a gated fence when you can just walk out into the Garden of Eden and, you know, 
pick mm-hmm. pick whatever you want you know pick whatever you want and then just make sure that there's enough that go, that, you know to, you leave enough to for the you know for the next season for yeah. for mm-hmm. consumption yeah. and stuff yeah. like that there's automatically some uh, level of conservation in mind yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and again like you know more than than we understand now you know yeah. than than our uh, than our systems that are in place now uh you know are, are we're, we're failing I, I, you know as a society it's 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 yeah. It's sad, yeah. Mm. You know? Not to mention, if the baby came out wrong, they just throw it to the dingoes. Yeah, not another girl. Well, they say in in in, uh, in China there were two genders, right? There was like male and there was abortion. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that is yeah. That that is really sad. Like some of the shit that China's done is crazy. Mm. Yeah, like tying, like mutilation, basically. Yeah, like the feet and tying their feet. Yeah, and so that they wouldn't grow and mm. all that stuff, you know. But that's you know, like what is beauty, right? Like yeah. you know, all around the world, like you've got tribes in you know in the Amazon and stuff like that, you know, stretching their necks or yeah. you know putting lip plates and yeah. you know, and and now I suppose there is a subculture of like body modif- modification that embrace these things. But you know, for the regular top hat wearing gentleman, you know, from the sixties, they would look at these tribes and go like, oh my god, like why would you stretch a person's lip like that? You know, why would you why would you bind their feet? Why would you stretch your neck? Well. You know, we do the same thing. You know, we we put women in corsets, high heels. Yeah, high know? heels is one of the most fucked up, damaging things. Well, but they, they used to be for men. Mm. You oh, know, did they? Yeah, heels oh. used to be for men to make men taller. Yeah, and just at some point, men just went like, "Fuck this, mm. <laughs> yeah. you ladies wear this shit." Yeah, I mean, like I've been out with girls that wear really, really high high heels, mm-hmm. and they're literally in pain the whole night. Yeah. But they're like, but I've got to do this to look good. Well, like, I have to do this. Same yeah. as when I, you know, you go out sometimes in the middle of winter and you see these girls in like strapless like tops mm. with no mm-hmm. coats. They're and shivering. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> girl, <laughs> Put yeah, a jacket on. you know, you look, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if it's attractive anymore at this point, you know, yeah. you look pitiful almost. Yeah, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, I want to keep, is that, that's a, a double standard, say, Especially at nightclubs and stuff, where girls can wear short skirts and things, but guys can't thongs, wear shorts. Right? Oh, like girls wear like sandals. Yeah, sandals. And guys can't wear slip thongs. Yeah. Well, I suppose they're slightly different, but really, yeah. it's, it's yeah. open. It's open toe footwear. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the days when uh, even at the Rosemount they would say no flannel, but then flannel right. was on its way back into fashion as a quite yeah. a formal mm. thing. Yeah. So it was like. But it's not up to date with mm. the current stand. And w- what is the difference between a flannel shirt and a checkered shirt? Mm. People, they were mm. kicking out people with just checkers on. Yeah, right. right. Now that's flannel, mate. And it's yeah, like, right. it's completely different. Mm. Yeah. You know? well, it's like when the, the whole hoodie ban came in. Hey. You know, the amount of times we go out and be fucking cold, you put your yeah. hoodie on, put your hood on because it's fucking cold. But yeah. nah, can't wear a hoodie anymore, mate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for what security reasons, or yeah. I guess the connotation of a hoodie means you're going to ca- cause trouble. Because yeah. of course, <laughs> if you wear a ho- hoodie, you must sell drugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite yeah. sign. Um, there's a, a small pub up at Nullagon. You walk into the pub. It's got a big sign on the wall that says, "Shorts, singlets, and thongs must be worn at all times." <laughs> there you go That's the place you want to be yeah. Yeah, Some guy in a really nice suit Nah, no, nah, you can't come in can't come <laughs> Back off, mate uh, It's interesting, man But mm. back on the high heels things Because they, they develop bunions, right? Mm. And my sisters and mum Have really bad bunions From, mm. um, from uh, wearing high heels But have you seen the surgery They do to correct bunions? No They split the bone And they shave 
Wow. They shape because you know the bunion where, where it protrudes, right? Yeah. That little yep. knuckle thing pops out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They literally get like a what do you call it? A, like a file. A file and just go <laughs> <laughs> and they just Jeez. carve it down to wow. be straight. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. All just so you can wear high heels. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think in extreme cases, yeah. um, there are people that remove their their, 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 their their little toes so that they can fit into smaller size shoes as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I think in in like Korea or Japan, the next the next big thing is like lengthening your legs. The shins, yeah, the they break shins. the shins and they then break the shin and add a longer shin. <laughs> so you spend two you spend two years in a wheelchair so you can add about like what two two to five cm like on your height apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Just body augmentation, man. It's yeah. it's really weird. But where you know where do we draw the line, right? I mean, like you know, yeah. there's, there's breast implants, you know, there's yeah. you know, there's people t- tattooing their eyeballs, you know, there's yeah. people splitting that, their that's tongues. That's another thing. How like the acceptance of tattoos is really you know. Almost been ex- well accepted. Mm. Like it's pretty know, mainstream now. Yeah, yeah. like mm. there's there times where if you had tattoos, you couldn't get a job anywhere. Mm. Yeah. But now you see people in all kinds of jobs mm. with tattoos. It's just become. Well, in Japan, you got to cover up your tattoos. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you go to the onsens, if you go to the, like the, the hot spas, yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, it come, you know, something like tattoos, um, or you know, now that we're living in such politically correct times, you know, you, you know, you can't wear a red Indian headdress because you know that's called cultural appropriation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, well, is like, where do you draw the line? Because isn't like the the you know the history of tattoos isn't that like doesn't that come from from tribes that have also been, you know, um, kind of ostracized and you know yeah. stampeded right. and tra- tra- yeah. trampled upon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know. Exactly. Like, it's yes. really blur. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is blur. But you know, but but we are living in changing times, and, and the times have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, just I don't believe that we have all the answers just yet. Yeah, you know. So the people on their high horses, you know, like you know, just fucking chill out. You know, mm. we are we are advancing as a race. Yeah, and it's um, gonna it's gonna be a bit shaky for it a while. It is. Well, it is totally. Well, it already shaky. is now. It it's is like a ticking time bomb. And, and it, well, it, it's it's shaky it's is like a fucking earthquake <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> well, I, I think I think it's good. I think it's good that they were living in shaky times. But you know, things are not perfect. And, you know, we don't have to be angry about things not being great, you know, because it is a work in progress, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of people want the whole pie at once. Yeah. At the moment, they're just going. Why don't we have all of this yet? Yeah. You know what I mean. And I'm not not picking on any group in particular. Same. But, I'm not. But it's like it's. I might be a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another really interesting thing before we wrap up is mm. like, uh, have you found like, especially in Japanese pop and Korean culture, mm. that these girls are all uh, and guys. <laughs> girls and <Twelve>. guys. <laughs> that too. But there's this fascination with looking Western. So yes. they change their eyes to look bigger. But and that's been around like. What is know. that? Is that from history? It's is not that just now. I don't think. I don't think it's. That's just been now. around for a while. But do you think it's f- almost because of the the even the the war times? Look, there was this. I mean, uh, I, I this putting uh, Western people on a pedestal almost. Like I grew up. I grew up in the eighties in Singapore, and, and yep. you know, in a, in a pretty Asian culture in Singapore, and. And to me, the Western culture was was the bomb. It was the shit. I was like, you know, when I grow up, I want to be as Western as I can, you know, like screw my Asian roots. You know, what are are these tradition and customs? You know, who, why the hell do you give oranges? It's good luck, you know. Um, you know, why do you sing stupid songs? You know, and all these kind of things. And I, I, I distanced myself as much as I could from from Asian culture. Um, and you know, when I was well, fifteen, I came to Australia, and you know, it was I had the time of my life. I'm like, yeah, look at me, I'm all Australian now. I wasn't, but you know, I'm like, look at me. You know, I wasn't Australian until probably I think what 
2000 or something or mm. no, it was in 1990 or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah um and you know, it was like I was I was happy. I was you know, yeah. Now I'm in a Western culture. I can be a Westerner now. And now that I've been here for what twenty years or almost coming to twenty something, um, I'm like, you know what? I I I. It's a shame that I I didn't embrace my my roots a bit more. Mm. Um, you know, and and maybe Australia is not the best place to be embracing a culture because it is such a young culture that it is almost a non-culture mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know no, no offense uh, you yeah. know but, but but the culture here is is very young um you know compa- compared to you know say like the other european cultures mm. um or american uh, or even in american culture still quite young it's still quite young as yeah, well yeah. but you know but but there is a whole movement you know and, and there, there's a lot that happened over there whereas australia i mean look <laughs> nothing uh, nothing much happens here you know we've got Australia's just got the she'll be right culture yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is in, in, in its way it's beautiful you know and, and I love it here this is home you know I, I do love uh, you know I, I don't think I mean I always say you know like that Perth is kind of the place that people need to leave every every almost everyone needs to leave Perth but but everyone needs to come back to Perth because you, you leave and you, you know you, you go find all these other amazing exciting things around the world and you realize that hey uh, you know this laid back path is beautiful you know it's, it's mm, beautiful yeah. that, you know that we just kind of have a Sunday session in the afternoon and yeah. you know just chill out and mm-hmm. you know and you finish work at 5 o'clock and mm-hmm. you know it sucks that you can't go to the banks after 4 but you know yeah. <laughs> um, but but this chill out culture it, it is beautiful but it is beautiful but uh, I guess on the the flip side is that because I guess people here aren't there, there seems like a disconnect when it comes to empathizing with the adversity of other cultures here as well, is that there, there's not a lot of, I guess, yeah, because we're so young, it's like, it is. It is 2017. Mm. You know, it is 2017. We we have moved. We have come a long way. We are still moving forward. Um, you know, and and I, you know, culture 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 unites, but culture also divides. You know, and 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 this this whole uh, pet, patriotism, you know, is is patriotism is patronizing. Oh look, it's yeah. a song title right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, you know, it, it is, and, and it, it breeds racism. You know, you're like, oh, you know, my flag is better than yours. You know, mm. my you know my customs are right, righter than yours because. This is the way we've been do- we've been doing it for a hundred years, mm. you know. But you know, other cultures have been doing things for you know uh, five hundred years, you know, thousands of years. Mm. Um, so who's right? Who's wrong? Well, who knows? We at the end of the day, look, you know, looking at this beautiful screensaver in front of us, yeah. in in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the entire universe, we are insignificant mm-hmm. as in individuals and as nations and as separate entities we are insignificant like you know the the wars that we fight the differences that we have so petty it's so yeah. petty like yeah. you know we are we are one human race on one speck of a planet mm. in in this universe just embrace you know just Recognize that we're different, that we do things differently. We don't have to agree, mm-hmm. but you, hey, you've done things your way for hundreds of years. You know, hey, here's an idea. We're doing things a little bit differently. If you want to adopt our ideas, sure. If you don't, we respect that. Mm. You know? Yeah, coexisting. Um, yeah, but mm. you know, I mean, hey, history is is ugly. You know, yeah. our, our the history of this planet is ugly, and mm. yeah, you know, we've got Trump. 
<laughs> but at, at the same time, in a weird way, uh, the, those bad moments show the beauty in people it's, as well. well you, you can't, they, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't appreciate the, the beauty, you know, yeah. without the ugly, I suppose. Yeah. And, and, and I think in, in in times of extreme adversity, you could even say that this time, where this period we're living in now, mm. with the millennials and the baby mm. boomers, and even financially. In a weird way, maybe pressure makes diamonds, and something good's going to come out of this as well. well. So. I, we can hope. Yeah, we can, we can, we can hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, in this time of climate change and yeah. and oh, speaking of Trump <laughs> and yeah. climate change, oh. yeah. now we've got to find a way to band together as a human race to battle those oncoming aliens. <laughs> yeah, that comes soon. You know, we, well, need to, we need to work together. But it's 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 a bit of a shame, like you know, that, that you think that, that the only thing that could that will bind us together is. It's a global catastrophe, mm. um, and you're like most likely kill us anyway. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, by then, will it, oh, man, this fucking like podcast got deep, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> that um, was that was our trick. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, um, yeah, but like yeah. that does you know, just you know, our, our day-to-day struggles are, you know, we all have our problems, you know, we all face the same thing, you know, some mm-hmm. people have more troubles than, than others, you know, we've got, you know, money problems, relationship problems, you know, fucking health problems, yeah. um, and we, just to a certain, to a different extent, we're all on different uh, spectrum of the scale, and it's, uh, you know, we are one. Mm. Are I one. wouldn't, I wouldn't swap out this time for any other time, though. I, I, what, well, you, you I wouldn't because I couldn't. Yeah, well, we couldn't, obviously, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way, I, I think, in a, in a strange sense. As Look, bad as things are. Wi-Fi is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Wi-Fi is pretty good. Is pretty good. I'd, I'd like to be a, a greaser in the 50s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like I like the free love of the seventies. I think you know, like seven euro seventies guy dollar dollar tabs of acid. That must yeah. be pretty good. Come on, sixties would be good. I think eighties would be okay, but the music would be. I mean, mm. there's some good eighties, but there's some 60s, horrible. Sixties, seventies, seventies, man. Like the music then, like you know, where, where like where it comes from, the soul, and like, you know, just punches. Yep. And that's I think, when uh, psychedelics were just starting to pop, yeah, pop up as well. I, I think in in the current times, I feel like uh, there is a, a lot a lot of emphasis on production of music which is an art which is an art in itself mm-hmm. but I, I do miss the times of songwriters and storytelling yeah. rather than like you know my humps my humps you love my lady, lady lumps yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah there's probably a story behind it somewhere yeah. <laughs> a really deep story about lady lumps yeah who run the world girls who run the world girls who run the world girls who run the world what girls? you gonna do with all that ass inside them jeans and they're like that doesn't rhyme <laughs> he rhymed the first time but he didn't rhyme the second time yeah yeah, yeah. Hey John, thanks so much for coming down, man. Leisure, thank you very yeah. much. Leisure. Yeah. That was an awesome chat. We learned yeah. a lot of car tricks. You even did a car trick. Yeah. No one could oh, see actually, it. Actually, wait, do you want you, one more before I leave? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's do, yeah. One, let's more. do one last All one. Right, okay, yeah. okay. Um, so let's pick a deck again. Let's pick a deck. Okay, let's go with the. Should we go with the weird Saddam one? The um, the American military one. Yeah, the weapons of Matt. The, the cars that were developed for the U.S. military. When they were going into Iraq, mm. that have Saddam Hussein as the ace of spades and every other identified and non-identified Iraqi. Yeah, it's quite cute because they've got some shadow, shadow. Um, um, yeah, ones if, here they, as well. if they don't have a photo of the um, of the person, so mm. they use them as targets. So the U.S. soldiers, as they're playing cards, could recognize them. Like, yeah, recognize them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, 
I might actually live stream this as well if I can get the thing to work. Since this is probably hard for like listeners, so what what John's, John's doing right now is he's shuffling deck of cards. <laughs> you actually, you know what? You know, what? Um, 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 is it okay if I use a different deck? Sure, if you like. Um, yeah, yeah. That's not just because I think because of the impact of the trick, um, it kind of loses its impact if I use this deck. Just because I've I've had a quick <laughs> peek at what the deck looks like, and for the punchline of this trick. I know a, a magician should never reveal what the punchline is, um, but uh, if for just for the punchline of this trick, um, it's, it, it loses a bit of impact. Can I go back to the Joker deck? I, I kind of like that, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. It feels it feels quite comfortable in my hands. Um, so if you don't mind, I'm just gonna go go into this deck here. Yeah. It's still it's still one of your decks, so you know it's not it's not yeah, it's, it's not, not rigged. rigged. It hasn't been rigged. We didn't plan yeah. this beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have. Could have, but again, I, I wasn't hardworking enough to to plan that. And, and, and no, I, I literally. So I I've got a bit of a playing card thing, so I collect playing cards myself. Oh, beautiful, yeah. So that's half of my collection. Um, like cards from Romania, and even an old Burswood Casino deck of cards with yep. the hole punched in it. Yep, yeah, yeah. Because when they're done with the decks, they you know punch a hole in it, so they're not can't be reused. Yeah, can't be yeah. stuck back in. Man, I tell you what, I've got I've oof, I I have a card collection as well. Well, but now I know. Now I know. Now that I know you've got a card collection. Um, next time I next time I see you, I'll bring I'll bring uh, some cards around. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we trade cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Uh, these decks, these, this 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 deck is shuffled quite quite well. Uh, is, does anyone want to shuffle, or do you trust my my little? I definitely trust there? your shuffling yeah. over mine. <laughs> Look, it's a riffle shuffle. You can see that the cards are interweaving. You know. It's a pretty good. You can see the waterfall. Mm. Um, Beautiful it's, it's shuffling. A, yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, as I go through the cards, uh, you know, uh, you can see that you know the, the, the cards going through my hands. Uh, you, you just touch the back of a card. Just, just touch the back of one. Uh, this one here on the left, uh, right in the middle. Yeah. This one here. All right. Cool. Have a look at this card. Oh, oh. sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's just fallen on the floor because I'm a professional. Are you happy with that card? I am happy with it. It's card. a pretty good card. Now, yep. here, take take the rest of the cards, and you can pop the card back in the packet if you'd like. Okay. Somewhere in the middle, anywhere you'd like. And you you go on you you shuffle the cards in, shuffle it. Yeah yeah. yeah. Cool. You, you've both had, had a look at the card, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah. Okay cool. I'll just uh, have a swig of this moonshine. So Daryl's gonna learn to shuffle right now. Ah, <laughs> okay. oh, that's good. That's a good shuffle. <laughs> Cool. That's shuffle. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Just shuffle to your heart's content. I'll do one more time. All right. Would you like to shuffle as well, or you, do you trust the both of us? No, I'll, I'll trust him. I always say never trust an agent, magician. Never trust a magician. <laughs> <laughs> you as well. You you shuffle when you're driving as well, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, don't I have. Try uh, this at home, yeah. kids. <laughs> so the, for the for the camera, I have this deck of cards that just sit in uh just in under the dash in my car, and sometimes when I'm driving and I'm bored, I just kind of shuffle. Cool. Keeps your hands busy. Yeah, with my hands. Do you want me to do anything with deck? Uh, yeah. No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just quickly pop these cards away. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in my pocket. So John's putting the cards in his back pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that's pretty fair, yes? Yeah. 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 I'm going to move this mic. Yeah. Um, now you've both seen the card. I want you to have a look at my hand. Okay. And I want you to imagine the card in my hand. I want you to imagine what the card looks like. What it what it feels like, what it smells like, maybe what it sounds like. This is starting to creep me out. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Now you can see. You can, can you, you just with your imagination? Can you see the card slowly bleeding onto my hands? With with your imagination. With my imagination. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm, I'm not good enough to actually make the card appear <laughs> on my hands, right? But 
Now, uh, um, if you could tell me what, what the card was, that'd be great. It's the six of clubs. That's right. Like the cauliflower looking one, yeah? Mm-hmm. So if you look over here, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Can you imagine the, the six of clubs on my, on my hand? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the palm of my hand, yeah? So one, two, three, four, five, six, six of clubs, yes? Mm-hmm. All right, watch very carefully. Okay. As I press... He just slapped his ass. Mm-hmm. John just slapped his ass where the card, the deck of cards was. Six of clubs, you said it was. Six of clubs, yeah. From my hands. Mm-hmm. Through my pocket. He's taken off his belt. John's taken off his belt. Um, We're yeah. no longer a card trick anymore. <laughs> yep. Did I tell you I was also uh, Mr. Boylesque, Western Australia, 2013? Oh, really? Yeah. He's opening his fly. And he's pulling his oh, pants yeah. down. Oh, my what? God. What the what? fuck? What the fuck? He's got a tattoo of the Six of Clubs on his ass. The what Six the? of Clubs is tattooed on his ass. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! Um, Holy, how would I'm trying to think about how you did that? I can't think. Uh, I'm speechless. That was an amazing trick. I've got to check. I've got to look at your ass more often to see, <laughs> to see if that's always there. It depended on which which card you picked. I would have shown you. I've got 52 different parts of my body tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> Holy that shit! That was amazing, that John. Was amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. What a way to fucking end the podcast. I'm freaked out now. The butt. <laughs> <laughs> a slap on the butt. Oh, yeah. I, I thought we're going to get naked for we're, a We're going to put. We'll, we've got this video. We'll put this we'll up, put on, this up on the website as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming, man. My pleasure. Where can people find you online? Uh, I do have a website. It is johnmad.com. John, no H. So J-O-N-M-A-D-D, because I like them double Ds. Yeah. <laughs> them double Ds. Johnmad.com. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm on Facebook. John Mad. Um, John Madgician on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Hell John yeah. Can, people can actually book you for they can. Their little parties and I stuff. Do, yeah. I do weddings. I haven't done funerals yet. Uh, <laughs> I do corporate parties. I do, uh, I do birthdays. Um, I, I, I don't do that many kids' parties. I don't think I'm so much of a kids' magician, especially with the butt trick. Yeah. <laughs> um, hands parties I do, though. Hands parties I do. That would go down well at mm, a hands party for yeah, sure. Nothing on my yeah. sleeves, nothing down my pants. <laughs> uh, do you want to check for me? Yeah. I've, done, I've done a couple of bucks parties. I, actually, I, I did a... Uh, I did a proposal once Like a, a, a marriage proposal That was, that was pretty interesting Nice mm. um, But yeah Like you know like I'm, I'm open to, to chat Like if you've got an idea And you need a magician Absolutely a magician um, this, this guy here does magic We're I definitely sh- going to get you back We ha- actually have an idea in mind But we won't disclose that yet yeah. Okay cool Yeah yeah We'll, we'll start excited. preparing the trick now Yeah <laughs> <laughs> In the future Yeah, yeah. That's gonna, awesome man I'm going to tattoo the five of spades On your neck And then we'll, we'll come back <laughs> yeah, we'll come back for another trick <laughs> when you're sleeping I'm going to tattoo the inside of your asshole <laughs> uh, thanks so much for coming down man my pleasure thanks yeah. so much for having me yeah thank you very much yeah, uh, do we have any plugs for, we've got um, our website obviously missioncdrl.com.au we're on Squarespace now you can actually go there we can post some videos and pics of what happened mm-hmm. so that people can visualise it better yeah mm-hmm. um, um, thanks to the uh, Hip Flask app as well and Giglist mm-hmm. and of course the, the Hen House mm-hmm. And a yeah, shout yeah. out to Pornhub and also X Videos. <laughs> yeah. If you ever need to uh, watch some pornography, hit those websites as well. Red, red Tube and uh... Red Tube, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Cheers.